What is going on, people of the world? We are back again with another episode, another collaboration with Mental Warfare and the Release Valve. I am Kyle Spain with Mental Warfare, and I am joined again with my right-hand man, Sean Hanlon, with the with the Release Valve. And yet again, we have a special guest with us. Sean, who do we got today? You capital S on that special, man. Um... Tonight, you know, we're, we're, we're joined by somebody that uh, I, I can honestly say was probably my first mentor in life. Um, you know, somebody that I, I looked up to tremendously and I didn't uh, appreciate to the fullest of the time that we were spending together um, at that time. But uh, looking back now, you know, I can honestly say that this is somebody that helped mold me um, to who I am today. So I, I'm very proud and very honored to uh, introduce... Uh, Kevin Johnson to the show. Man, you, you guys say that, but the, the feeling is, is beyond mutual. You know, as we set up this this chance for us to sit down and kind of catch up and talk about a few cool things that, you know, I've done in my life, I, I got a chance to reflect on our relationship, all three of us. Yeah. And I think about how lucky and like, like you were saying, I, I didn't realize it at the time. But you think about how lucky you were to have friends that were so inspired to chase the dream. And, and we kind of all, you know, basketball was our, our love. And mm -hmm. we, we were so focused. I mean, focused to a point where we're looking at pills to take to make you taller. <laughs> Dude, I think about that and, and just the, the love that to, is to do whatever it took. You know, we were at the Silliman Center all the time. Mm. And that love and, and passion that we had, it, it's so unique, too. And then to be around you guys, I, I'm really, I'm grateful. I'm grateful Dude, to all you guys. Man, before we even, like, I guess we have to start with this. I guess we have to start with this because Kevin, man... Like I, I'm eager to I'm eager to to hear about Sean's side with it, uh, but you know, as soon when I was I sent when we were talking in the messages and just thinking about like, like Sean told me that you were thinking about coming on. I'm like KJ, that's like oh my goodness, like where's like where has he been? Like like real talk, I've actually looked you up. I was like I've looking been, for you. You know how many times yes. I've looked for <laughs> Kevin Johnson, I, Kevin Michael Johnson, and it's such a. I mean, it, 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 Michael. I mean Kevin Johnson. Everybody, you know, right. is going to have some sort of variation of that name. It's been yeah. so hard, bro. So yeah, when you popped up, it was definitely like a. Is this what? him? Where, where did he come on? Really? The Kevin Johnson. <laughs> the, the, like yo, you could uh, ask Kevin. I sent him in a message. I'm like, is this the Kevin Johnson? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no man uh being a freshman in high school i mean anyone going into high school right it's it's nerve-wracking you're it's it's you're just nervous about everything especially being a, a basketball lot player. coming at you at one time yeah uh, a basketball player as a freshman and then playing at the varsity level mm. i was a freshman you were a senior and the the time that we spent together like little do you know like you were my mentor too like you like you took me you took me under your wing like i like you let me stay at your house we went to practices together granted we were late a couple of times and had yeah. to do some towel slides <laughs> but man uh my my career like i i, I promise you 
the reason, one of the biggest reasons why I was able to get a scholarship was because of you. Like I tell my wife, I tell everybody the same story uh, of how I got to start lifting weights. Uh-huh. And we used to be in practice and we used to be going after each other. And I used all right. to use all of my might. I used to use all of my strength, all of my strength. And Sean, yo, KJ used to toss me around I, like I a bet. rag doll. I bet. I, like he, and I was like, and ever since then, I was like, never again, never again. And I hit the weight room hard every day until you know, my senior year, and that literally put me ahead of everybody else. But not just that, you know, just the the, the camaraderie and the just the you just you just taking me under uh, under my under your wing. It just meant so much to me. Like the whole car, the Buick, the Somerset. You gave yeah. me a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was just it, it was just so much love there, man. And and it, it really it really had a major impact a major impact on my life. And so. Uh, I'm definitely blessed and grateful to have had you, you know, in my path at that time because it did a lot for me in my career in basketball. Not even just that, just as a person as well. Yeah, you know, that was Craig Ashmore going into that senior year. He challenged us to to be able to bench 225. And me me and John uh, Sekigahama, I think his last name. Yeah, yeah. Him and I all summer just hit 225 (laughs) 10 times easy. And so I still, I could still remember this one drill and it might've been the first practice where you were coming in and my job was to, to box you out and you threw this elbow at my throat. And I was like, oh, that's how it's going to be, huh? <laughs> there was a little animosity, but man, I, yeah. I loved you. I loved you. Yeah. But likewise, man, you're a real brother to me, man. Like. That that whole year was just you know very very memorable to me. You know we spent a lot of time together and uh, it was like I said a, a crucial a, a crucial part of my life. Hell, man, I, I could still I could see at American High School we had this play where I'm in the block and I see you coming by my hip and you're just catching an alley oop jam. Yo, and it was, was actually like, John. It was actually John Segiahama. He had missed the shot from the other side of the wing. And it bounced off perfectly, and I came like you said, your box them all. It was like the most perfect situation, dude. It, 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 <laughs> I saw that, and I was just like, "Man, you're 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 special." <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, that. It's crazy. It, it's crazy too. Like I followed you along after I graduated, and then I went to go play at a Ohlone College. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had our different paths, and you were yeah. progressing, progressing, progressing. And then I think it was the first year that you went to San Diego State. Yeah. You came back, and I had the keys to Loney College, and you and I were playing one-on-one, and I was just like, oh, there's levels. And Kyle Kyle Stane has hit a different level. I was like, I can't guard him. Like, I I can't guard you. Like, everything you were doing, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was was awesome to see you continue to progress. No, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. It, it's, it's it's definitely some uh, some memories there. Some memories, for sure. Mm. Sean, like what? Like, like man, just juice Kevin up, man. Like, like what? Like, where was your so, mentor? <laughs> I same want to hear, thing, man. So, like I was uh, I was starting to say before we we jumped on. Um, I don't remember actually being introduced to you, Kevin. I don't remember like 
yeah. um, meeting you that way. I just somehow, some way, I just we knew who each other were, and um, and we were I, watching Friends all the time. Somehow, yeah. some way, <laughs> all the time, all the time. Oh, so is that so, where Friends started? Is that where it started? Because I actually got Friends from Sean. So uh, that's a good question. So, so, so yeah, I, I, this is something that um, another part of the story that I, I haven't opened up too much about. I always blamed my sister because my sister was super into into friends, but her being into it, I wanted nothing to do with it. Right. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, that's lame, you know, nothing like that. So then when Kevin um, brought it up, I remember being like, a, oh, he somebody like he likes friends, too. Like, oh, OK. So it's cool to like this stuff. All right. So then I, I, I embraced it. And so that's where that's where definitely um, my my outward love for uh, for friends probably came from, for sure. But um, what I was going to say was, it, you know, obviously it was basketball um, that, that really was the, the, the glue between us. Right. But it was being able to connect on things away from the court. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that I played very well with, played alongside with. Um, you meshed well on the court, but they're not your type of person off the court and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Kevin Kevin was somebody, you know, he almost didn't give you a choice to uh, to, to be cool with him or not. You know, it, it's <laughs> like it's almost like once he decides that uh, he likes you, it's like you're you're just along for the ride, man. Right. You, you for know? Sure. Like you said. So, you know, my relationship was definitely uh, very similar in the sense that, you know, he took me under his wing. Um, I don't believe I met him. Uh, I, th- I believe you met him before I did, but I knew him throughout high school. And then it was right after high school that, um, the, you know, I, I was starting to take my basketball, playing basketball more serious. And I was pretty much the only one in my group that was still around that wanted to do that. And Kevin, you know, same thing. It was probably, we met up at the Silliman Center one time and, just started working with each other. Kevin was showing me different drills, different things that I can work on, a part of my game. Um, and then it was, uh, you know, what are you doing after this? Well, all right, let's let's go, you know, come with me. We'll go do this type of thing. We just started hanging yeah. out. I and, remember and, that. I, I remember that well as well. You want to come yeah. over and get some steaks and we'll eat some steaks? <laughs> it was just, uh, you know, <laughs> this is what we're doing. And uh, you're coming with me or you're, or you're lame. And I'll right. make you feel so... I'll make you feel so lame that you you have to come with me. So, <laughs> like, um, but, but no, it was oh. always good, man. It was always in good, um, great conversation. It was you know there was never, you know, any animosity. I was never any good enough for Kevin to feel too competitive with me. So you know we never had any of that type of clash. And, um, but it it was just always putting me onto game. It was always you know. Yeah, open my eyes to things. Oh, always yeah. love. It was it was a big brother relationship for me. You yeah, know? for sure. And. For sure. Um, you know, again, with the with the passion that we had, and there wasn't really anything else going on. It was just a uh, you know let let's get e- help each other get better with basketball. You know, um, yeah, and, and it just turned into all the other aspects of life. You know, you know, uh, and it was kind of one of those things. It was like I I, I loved playing basketball with him, but I, I couldn't hang. I, I couldn't wait to hang out with him afterwards. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. It was mm. it was way more than basketball. Way more than basketball. And, uh, and at a time to be that honest, I needed, basketball was on. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Um, at a time yeah, that good, I, I needed so somebody juice. like that, because you know when you when you get to you know you graduate in high school and stuff, that's kind of when you're starting to spread your wings a little bit, right? And yeah. you know, for better or worse, you're going out with different trial and errors of life and figuring things out. And Kevin was definitely somebody that uh, kept me away from a lot of the stupid decisions I probably would have made. Uh, yeah. 
My man, you probably didn't even know how great you were, KJ, huh? Nah, but look, nah, uh, I'm, telling, uh, I'm, enough I'm of, telling you. Enough about I could, us, I could keep man. going, too. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I had to cut it off right there. No, no, enough, no, no, no. Uh, Enough about Hold us. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me open up my window. It's hot. It's hot in California. Uh, oh, yes. man. Oh, but, man. like, okay, so you guys say all this, and, like, obviously, at that point in my life, like, I had nothing else. Like, my mom passed away. That the house was empty, and yeah. like you guys became my family. You know, my da- my dad's working all the time. My brother's yeah. doing his thing. My sister's got her life going, and like I look to you guys as a way to to cling on to 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 love, friendship, you know, passion. And so, yeah. like you guys look at me as a mentor, but man, I, I look at you guys as family. Yeah, because you know wild. those were those are some dark times for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. And see, that's that's a, a a different aspect of it on my end that I wasn't even aware of. You know, I knew well, about your mom obviously, and you know, I know, you know, I I can't even count how many times I've been to your house. I've never met your your brother or your sister. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've seen your dad a couple times right. in passing type of thing, but yeah, it, it wasn't, um, it, you know, so I, I can, hearing that and looking back on those times, it's like, wow, that that's kind of blows my mind a little bit. That's crazy. Right. That, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, but I never would have picked up on that. Yeah, and, and I'm grateful for that because, you know, it's kind of like you go lone wolf kind of trying to find your way in this mm-hmm. this world yeah you were and you were young too i mean that's yeah. that's pretty young to try to, to to deal with you know obviously i was even younger i was 15 you know and right. you were on the way to you know moving out of moving on to the next level you know saying so i didn't i couldn't even fathom you know i knew about it too obviously but you know i had no idea like what the impact was on your side and how that made mm. you feel and what was going through your life and and i was there i experienced it you know like you know you guys were you know were home alone a lot and stuff like that now realizing it now like it must have been really really tough during that time and definitely grateful again to be able to have been a part of that or been a part of uh that that healing or to be a part of your to be a part of your family to be a part of of your life like that especially uh, the way that that it made you feel Right. Right. And I'd have it no other way. I'm so grateful. Like, yeah, that part was tough. And like, I think about a a teenager going through that. And it's like, man, that's a lot to deal with. But yeah, I I look now I'm able to hindsight, right? Look at everything I've accomplished because of that. And I'm like, man, yeah, hell yeah. That that lit a fire. And, yeah. and it's a it's a dangerous thing that could either light a fire to burn your life down or light a fire to use it as something yeah, to, build. to inspire you yeah, absolutely absolutely uh, well man let's let's talk about it you're you're running you're in the Ta- tahoe 200 you're running now you're ha- running ha- hills and trails and stuff ha- like that i like, see that uh like, cam haynes like, little logan behind there too there you go man yeah nobody hey, cares so, work harder that's it yeah exactly yeah. nobody does nobody really nobody it's true nobody cares Dude, that, that's the truth <laughs> life man. life does not the world does not care about you you know well, i mean the enemy is out there and he's trying to drag you down and he's trying to put you in the hole. You know what I'm right. saying? Like is that that type of energy is 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 circling is circling the world and it's even is circling even faster than it was before, you know? Right. And uh, it's more it's more important now more than ever for us to band together as brothers and sisters and try and live a life of peace and happiness. 
And right. I see you found a release in running. So, like, talk about that. How'd you get started uh-huh. with that, uh-huh. my man? Well, so I guess let's rewind it a little more. So, 20, yeah, go, like, yeah, bring bring it back. Like 2012, uh, I had graduated college and just kind of looking for my my path. And I was working at a gym, and I was talking to this guy, and somehow we started discussing uh, riding a bike across California. I was like, yeah, I, I could do that. He's like, well, wh- why just do a California bike ride? Why not do across the whole U.S.? And I was like, you know what? I like that. And so 2012, I rode from San Francisco to Virginia, Yorktown. And, of course, wow. I, I, I used it to raise money for breast cancer, and I, I did it for, for my mom. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like everything that happened in the past. Like I got a real chance to go one-on-one with myself mm. and like deal with everything that, that had kind of been swept under the rug. Yeah. And so that must've been, a, it must've been a great time. Cause you're just, you're just out there as you in the road, it's the, the out there in the nature and it's it, you and your man. thoughts, right? So many, just, so much music and podcasts or whatever that you can listen to, to right. eventually you're just going to have to think. Right. Yeah, listen and to I, those thoughts. A hundred percent. I could still like when it finally hit me, what I was doing was in Nevada, and I, I up ahead I see all these dirt devil like you know dust cyclones going on, and I remember just stopping and looking at it, and like it was almost like an argument I had with God, like this this is what it's gonna be, like this is what what you want my life to be, and it was kind of like a weird rebirth. I was like, you know what, I'm just going. And so I, I rode through these dirt devils, got to the other side, and I remember looking back, and it was just this beautiful rainbow. And I'm like, I'm like, man, wow. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this life whatever it is. Like, there's gonna be some bad times, and like that was like a real catalyst, kind of, for me to transition from oh poor me to oh mm. let's do something good with this you know mm. bad situation. Man, I hope that, you know, everyone who listens, you know, pays attention and hones in onto that phrase you just said, you know, because a lot of us go through our own problems and our own trials and errors. And we tend to blame the world and everybody else for our situation. And it's and the so easy to dealt. sink into that poor Dude, me feeling. A hundred percent. It's so I've easy. Been, I've been that person. I, yeah. I do. Up yeah. until I was like it's, in my have all been there. That was me. Like, oh, look at me. I'm the only one that's gone through something like this. Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly. That's the case. All right. Look, Kevin, look uh, around. For me, we're talking, like, I, I went through this realization three, four years ago, bro. Like, yeah. I just started having that, you know, those type of, coming out of those type of feelings. So, yeah, same thing, man. I sat with that for a long time and had a very very bitter outlook at the world. And, right. and you know, a lot of it was self-inflicted, you know, my own mindset, allowing me to think certain things about certain, you know, whatever the situation was. And then right. that's what caused the situation to be worse. Right. You know, 100%. was my overall outlook and my yes. mindset approaching it, not even just uh, reacting to it, just approaching things. I had the wrong mindset. And it was that that poor me and Kyle, we talked about this before, too, that, uh, 
you know, who who's here to help me? Nobody's here to help Nobody. me. Yeah. Then nobody then cares. I, I Work harder. I'm over here yeah, pointing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I wish I, I wish I had uh, somebody like Cam Haynes, uh, Cameron Haynes, that uh, you know I could have paid attention to back then. Um, because right. yeah, I, 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 right. I, and who knows if I would have even listened to that message. But True. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's so easy to fall into that mindset and and just get comfortable there. And, you know, identify yourself as that. This is my life. This is who I am. These are the things that I go through. And this is how I react to it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, you don't even realize not even just how bad it is for you, but how bad it is for everybody else around you as well. Right. Every person that you encounter, any person that, that cares about you, that you're not even willing to, to recognize because you're, you're too stuck in that poor me mindset. And, you know, like you see people and you hear about people that, that get to this other side and like me being able to say, yeah, okay, I'm kind of on the other side. Like it still happens. Like I still, oh, go, absolutely. I still go through days Stop where it's moments. just like, and, but now yeah. like I'm more conscious of it and it's like, okay. Exactly. So it's the awareness, it. right. right? It's those tools that you learn. It's that knowledge and wisdom that you learn on the way. You know what I'm saying? The tools that God gives you to be able to manage that because it's every day, right? I, and I was, Sean and I were just talking about this uh, earlier before we jumped on. And I was even telling him for myself, I'm like, man, I, I need to be more vulnerable on here because it's every day, man. Like it is it's so cliche and it sounds repetitive, but there's not one day that goes on to where the enemy's not attacking, to where something right. is not happening in life, to where now we got to manage our emotions or something that's throwing us off. And that's just, I mean, we're all in our own feelings, right? We all have emotions and we're all entitled to those emotions. We talked, we talked about before and having to deal with those emotions is, is the hard part. That's like, yeah. that's that, that's, that's the, that halfway point that's got to be able to, or being aware of it is the first part. And then right. learning how to deal with it is the second part. And so a right. lot of us get stuck in that cycle. It's like, okay, like we talked about, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm good here. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm in my feelings. I'm just, I'm, I'm depleted. My energy is depleted by defeat, right? And so, and so now we just get stuck in that cycle of being mediocre when we're all created to be great, right? We're all created to be the, our best selves and to produce with, the, all the, with all the leverages that God has given us, and the skills so that good. God has given us to leverage. It feels so good when you try to be great. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it and, does, man. It's just a, it, it's so freeing, you know. Even when things don't go your way, if you know that you approached it with the right mindset in the right way, and and you handle it well, you know, it it just feels so much better. You you can literally feel the difference between when you're stressed out and yeah. something happens to you, or when you know, and you're not on top of your game, or when you're stressed out and something happens to you when you are on top of your game. Hundred percent. It, it's so clear. Like it's like watching something in HD. All of a sudden, everything is all clear, and it's just so much easier to find the right way to to respond to things. You know, find the the right approach. And again, you know, Kyle, like you were just saying, you know, we're, every single day we have something going on, and I feel like that gets amplified so much more when you have kids, because yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're obviously <laughs> they're kids, and they're so blissfully unaware to everything that we have going on. And it right. is so hard to regulate your emotions in the things that you have and how you're responding to it yes. when 
when, when they approach you, because they're never going to approach you at a time that you're ready for it, right? With, with something that, uh, that they need attention or, you know, whatever it is. It's never at a time that you're ready. It's always at a time that you're least expecting it or you have All something right. else going on, you know, and right. they just get that. They have like a sixth sense almost that it's like, oh, you seem stressed out. Daddy. I can hear my, yeah, my my kid's crying in the background right now. I can hear her because <laughs> she knows you're was, busy, <laughs> uh, yeah. right? Oh, so well, yeah, speak, look, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk on that, my man. Like, do you have kids? Like, like what, what's what's the story on that? I do. I I have a boy and a girl. I have a a girl named Mia, so she so she's two, <laughs> and I have a boy. Yeah, I have a boy named Kyrie. He's six. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Oh, well, I mean, we both have a daughter with the same name, so that's awesome. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my daughter's name is Mia. Uh, yeah, nice. my son is uh, my son is Tyson. He's, he'll be uh, nine uh, next month. But, uh, yeah, when I saw those pictures, I'm like, oh, man, he's got he's got baby baby KJs, too. Like, right. <laughs> I said the same he's thing. Like, I saw his yeah, son. I was like, like oh, little KJ. <laughs> <laughs> He looks just like a, a little version of me, man. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy right? Uh, uh, it's so cool. Yeah, I know. They're, they're so amazing. Yeah. So you're going through that, that bike ride, and you have, yes. you, you know, you're, you're dealing with all, with all those emotions and, and, and stuff like that. How were you coming out of it? Did you feel like you had just gone through something and you made a change in your life, or was it as, as yeah. you were going, you just noticed differences? No, I could tell that I was, it was like kind of cocooning and getting into like a, a different phase of my life, you know, you're leaving the, the college phase, yeah. the, the constant, you know, partying, whatever it may be phase. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, you know, wh what are you going to make out of your life? And I remember in, in Colorado, I, I stopped off and I hung out with some friends there. It was July 4th and we, we partied. And after that, I was like, man, I, I'm just going to not drink the rest of this bike ride. And I, I'm just going to really get clear in my head. Yeah. And that, that next day, I had to ride up this Monarch Pass, which was like 12,000 feet. Of, it was, it was yeah. horrible. I was like, okay, for the rest of this bike ride, it's just me and myself. Like, let, let's figure some things mm. out. And it, and it was a, man, it was definitely one of the biggest transformative moments of, of my life to be able to just be out there alone 60 days me and the bike me and the road and like to to go through the u.s and, and see and that that's what helped out too is like going through the u.s seeing people and people just wanting to help mm. like for no reason yeah like people would would take me in people would offer me food people would offer me water and it was just like wow like if i'm willing to accept it like there is help out there there, there is good people out there mm -hmm. and there were so many times where i ran out of water and sure enough somebody would come by and stop and like hey do you need do you need a sandwich do you need some water what can I do for you? Yeah, God is great. And when you're when you're vulnerable like that, yeah. and you you get that opportunity to be helped, yeah, it, it's something. Yeah, else. It's, and, it's and you accept you the help. 
Yeah, that, that, that yes. that's big that you that you said it, that because that was something that I struggled with. I, you know, I was I had a lot of help along the way that I I didn't right. recognize because I didn't have that right mindset and I, and you know a lot of times I refused it, and it's like right. this, this person is here to help me. And yeah. I'm literally for, right. for no other reason other than they want to be there and be a good person and help this person. They see a young kid struggling, you know, and they want to they want to make sure he's OK. And I almost in a weird way enjoyed the struggle. Like I, yeah. I right. Like yeah. I it was it was something that I it was like, uh, all right, this adds a little chip to my shoulder. And I kind of like that aspect of me. I like that people look at me that way. And then, you know, <laughs> Like a horrible mindset, right? And then when you, as you get older, or you, you know, you mature a little bit, and you look back at those times, it's like, man, how just wrong and, and immature of a yeah. mindset that is that you won't even allow somebody to help you because you don't think it's cool. Like, right. what, you know, so hearing you say that, you know, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and, and allowing people to help you. That, yeah. That's a huge right. thing that uh, not a lot of people are able to uh, one recognize. So how do you break that? How, how do you break that for your kids? Because I, I I tell my kid my my son that that's a big thing is like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say I don't know. Mm. It's okay yeah. to have somebody teach you. Wow, and and it must be it must be something that is built within our kids because um, and then this is another reason why I love this because I thought I was dealing with the same thing is it's like well first of all kids don't like listening to their parents for whatever no, it no. is and then <laughs> right but not but then just to piggyback what you just said it's like my kids are going through a right. phase right now to was like um oh no that's not blue it's red uh oh i know like, like oh i know oh yeah, i know i know i know i know like oh yes I yeah i know like but it's but it's like okay well you don't know it's okay not to know you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. they're in my son is especially in this phase of just not wanting to look wrong or just not. I mean, right. maybe it makes them feel stupid. I don't know where it comes from because it's not like we're like, OK, well, you're stupid for saying that, you know, that, you know, but right. they feel embarrassed and sheepish. Some sort of the insecurity. Inside. Yeah, some type of insecurity. And I love that you brought that up because I literally just had a conversation with my kids as well. I'm like, it's like you, you, you don't have to know everything. Please get help so we can yeah. we can show you how to do it. And my son is so stubborn. He wants to be good at everything, but then he doesn't right. want to listen to try and learn to learn how to get better. He's so stubborn. He wants to do it his way. And it's like, I'm here to help yeah. <laughs> right here. Right. But uh, no, that's, a, that's, right. A, that's, a, that's a great question. Sean, can you answer that? No, I, I mean, I think Kevin, Kevin's right with, um, you know, just having these conversations and, and trying to. Yeah, you know, there's to, only to br- the, breaking that barrier down. That's it. But there's only so much that they're going to listen to us, like he said. So if we can at least have that default of at least no matter what they know that it'll be okay when they're home. It'll be exactly. You're accepted here. You know, yeah. And, you know, you have people that aren't going to judge you or make you feel stupid or try to make you feel bad. You have people that are going to be here for you, right, wrong or or, or whatever. Um, It's okay, And we're still here and we, we still love you. I think, you know, especially with myself, it was a, you know, fear of being embarrassed. Um, didn't want people to think that I was dumb or something right. like that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's hard because we're as parents, we're not always there for the experiences that our kids have. Right. It could have been something little at school or, or daycare or something like that, that they didn't know something. And the other kid laughed. 
So that right. was computed in their head that they were like, all right, well, you know, kids laugh at me when I don't know things. So I need to, I need to make sure I know everything type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, that's obviously one, just one scenario, but again, just making sure that they have that, that, that safe zone that no matter what they're going to get into, yeah. whatever they're going to get into out in the world. If they at least know that what we have going on at home is based off of love and yeah. information and trying to be there and support and stuff like that. That's that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, man. And I think that's I think that's extremely important uh, nowadays, especially if we're going to break the cycle. Right. You know, break the cycle that we all went generational through. Tra- generational, uh, generational trauma. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. with our parents working so hard and subconsciously being neglected uh, because we weren't we weren't loved as much. or We wouldn't get shown that love. Not to say that we weren't loved. Right. It's a different kind of love, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a it's, it's a different type of uh, subconscious need. It's a different type of subconscious need, and uh, I'm starting to realize that as we know, as we embark on this journey uh, of trying to connect with people and, and realizing and being aware of the fact that our kids are the next the next generation. In order for the cycle to be broken, we have to break the cycle now and start paying attention to our kids in a little in a different way. You know, time again, bringing up time. And a lot of us spend so much time working when time is essential to build relationships, right? And so they both can't really go. Yeah, they both can't really go together. And it's really important for our kids to feel that love and vulnerability and being that being able to be in an environment that's safe. And uh, I realized like the other day with my son because he can sing pretty well, right? But like he's always like uh, like sheepish, you know what I'm saying? He's always embarrassed with it. And then uh, me and my wife were like, oh, sing, like, like, like sing. And so he actually started to get a little bit better because we actually told him, like, if there's if there's anywhere to do it, it's here. Like, yeah. we're, like, this, you know, if, right. if out there, out. yeah, just get it, get yeah. it out. And I, I feel like it's necessary for us as parents to exploit their skills and their talents in a way that's going to make them successful uh, in the future, giving them that confidence, right? Because it's the confidence. Without confidence, right. there's there's no way you can be your best self. Mm. You know, there, there's no right. way that you can achieve the most that you can achieve without feeling like you can do it. Mm-hmm. So, so that that aspect is extremely important of us making our kids feel safe in an environment that where okay, well, my parents said it's okay. Like they 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 know that. Uh, that that I'm good with doing this, and it starts with that conversation, right. right? It starts with like having those conversations, like you said, Sean, and being able to be open about it. Uh, but that takes time too, right? And so it's it a does. so it's a conscious it's a conscious effort of us having to actually sit down, be conscious and aware of like, okay, what's going on? What do my kids need? And how do we grow? How do we grow them? I mean, that's the whole point of having kids is so we can build them to be the best they can be in this life, right? Right. Yeah. It was, but we just get, a lot of the time we get stuck in that cycle of trying to be us, trying to do what we're trying to do, and somehow through through well, through the it. path, you know, our kids get neg- neglect, neglected at some point. Well, that's the that's the balancing yeah. act of life, right? You know, you got, yeah. you got to try to find how how to go about that because again, you know, you, you don't want to go too far on the other end and dedicate everything that you have to your kids and have all this obsession over. Or you like this, okay, let's let's do that and go all, all out. Right. You may you may ruin it for them. You know all what right. I mean? And also not taking any time for yourself to make sure that you're okay and you're getting the things that you need and you have time and same thing with your spouse. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, 
But if you are able to have that realization that there are things that you need to juggle and you're not just neglecting that, it makes it a lot easier to start juggling those things. And it turns into less of a juggle and more of just a balancing act. Instead of looking at all these things flying around, it's just more of that, uh, all right, I'm I'm tipping too far this way. Let me make sure I come back this way type of thing. Um, But, you know, getting back to that, that generational trauma with with uh, from our parents you know again it, talking like you said you know it, it wasn't that they didn't love us you know it, it, it was more of a they didn't talk to people about the things that they had going on so it was their perspective of the world and not getting other people's perspectives they had their own thought of this is what i think is best to how to handle this situation right yeah. and that's what they went forward with how many times do we say, you know, even with this podcast coming on here and we talk to different people, you get that different perspective, how it kind of shifts your point of view on things a little bit. And, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like if our parents were able to talk to somebody, yeah. anybody, um, they may have been able to look at the things that they had going on or the things that the way that they were handling it and approached it a little different. And so that's my big goal is to make sure that I'm not getting too stuck in what I have going on. Um, but, but still making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm balancing myself well. So that way I can be my best self for these kids. Yeah. Cause, cause again, you know, we can only teach them so much as you guys were just saying, like they don't even listen to half of the things that we say, or, you know, (laughs) they do, but you know, they, they don't necessarily apply it in the same way that they would when they hear it from somebody else. Yeah. So right. it, it's hard to to try to be there because we we're very aware of how things were for us when we were growing up, right? So we're thinking about those things, like all right, yeah. let me make sure I don't make that same mistake, and I got to be there for them in this way, type of thing. And it's like you, you kind of just need to make sure that you, who you are is being as straightforward as possible, and making sure that they have that person that they can come back to and rely on that they know is always going to be that default safe zone for them um as opposed to like i said getting caught up and going too far in one direction or the other and and just not being on top of that balancing act and making sure that you are being your best self for them because again these kids are sponges and even though they're not picking up on all the words that we're saying they're picking up on almost all of the actions that we're putting out right so that's the you know again um so i'm kind of repeating myself now but making sure that you're staying solid um, at home by having communication, whether it's with yourself, with your spouse, a partner, you know, somebody or whoever communicates something, some, you know, to somebody at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because kids are ready. Uh, they don't have that tool, right? They don't have that awareness of how to express themselves. You know, they're no. they're. Uh, they're in their own feelings and they're feeling some type of way about something. And even I'm thinking like almost by from an experience the other day and again, talking about my son and it's just like, yo, like what's what's going on? Like, tell me, tell me how you feel. Like, how do, why did you react that way? Like, and it will take some time right. for him to get it out. But it's like, well, we need but to you know. you see the wheels turning, though? When yeah. you ask those type of questions, you start yeah. to see the wheels turning in ways that they weren't turning before. Exactly. And so they're figuring like, out how to answer these questions. Mm-hmm, exactly. And those right. are the tools. Those, those, those are those moments. It's the experience, right? Because knowledge, not, experience is knowledge, hands down. 
I mean, that's where we get our wisdom from and our knowledge, our knowledge. And as we continue to get older, we get more experience through time, you know. So it's not necessarily age that makes us more smarter or wiser and with knowledge. It's more through the experiences that we go through that makes us wiser and more have have more knowledge. And you can have a young kid that goes through an array of things and they're more mature than your regular 16 year old, whatever the case may be. Of course, yeah. a 40 year old versus a 16 year old, a 40 year old is still going to have more knowledge, but it's really about the experiences that we go through that mm-hmm. create and, and mold our perceptions. And uh, that's important, right? Uh, with our kids, you know, giving those, giving them those experiences. Right. So they know they're, uh, they're, they right. understand, you know, how it is. I mean, just think about anything, you know, anything new. Like I just took my kids roller skating the other day, right? I mean, my son fell like a million times. But like he 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 finally there's the first time ever going and he loved it right and so later next time he goes he's going to be like well I've been here before like I kind of know what to do now yeah right and so it's just, just yeah. trying to to continue to build those experiences for our children while trying to build confidence and so they can later on be the best people that they can be because that's where it starts right that child that generational trauma starts from childhood. You know, it starts yeah, with exactly, like, OK, right. if we're growing up feeling insecure or not confident about what, what, what we can do, then we're letting we're letting Johnny over here and Billy over here talk smack to us. And now we're feeling some type of way when maybe if we have experience or I mean, I mean it's hard to get experience through that, but it's almost awareness of how to deal with it. Right. How do we how do we how do we find a solution to deal with those type of problems? And it's about communication as well, because, you know, these these bullies out here are going down that road. Like our kids are so unaware of things, and that's the one of the reasons why they don't believe us. Yes, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, our, our kids. Um, I, mean, I feel like, especially my kids, and I'm sure there's other people out there. Like they really don't believe anything I say because they haven't experienced it, or they can't they can't fathom or think about that experience to understand what we're saying to them. And mm-hmm. so, so, so for that, it's difficult. And this, my son is so stubborn. It's like, okay, like, I mean, I don't want you to learn the hard way, you know, but sometimes we have to, we get in those situations to where we well, have to, we, we have to do think that. Think about you. Think yeah. about you and how you learn things, you know, that we, we went through our life experiences and that's how we learned things. Right. And so, yeah, as parents, right. we're, we're looking at those situations like Kevin, you were saying, you know, you, you, you think about the things that you went through as a teenager and you think about. You, you know, other kids at that age going through that type of stuff and it's heartbreaking, right? You know, and I can think about things with right. myself, Kyle, I'm sure you can think about things with yourself. If you were to right. picture your kids going through those things at that same age, Sick. It, it's literally heartbreaking and you would do anything and everything in your power to make sure that that doesn't happen. And now I'm not right. saying that we, you know, our kids need to go out there and get their asses beat or, you know, have people <laughs> die and, you know, all these type of things. But like, you know, but in a certain way, it's like you, you, you right. kind of need to go through those yeah. things. Okay, well, back to uh, back to uh, you got on the other side of uh, the, uh, the, the 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 cyclones, the dirt, the dirt tornadoes. <laughs> rainbows are shining. The rainbows are shining. You're on the other side. Uh, you're seeing God's work, and uh, right. how, where do we go from there? Man, life life just got got better. So during that period, I I started dating the the woman I I married, Ashley, and it, it was just like when when i became more just less poor me and more accepting and just i, I became such a better person mm. just doing that bike ride and it's like you wish you, that that everybody could yeah. experience experience that but you, you know you know 
go ahead. I don't go go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm so grateful just to like uh, like what a dumb idea it was to do something like that. But man, what a what a great great idea it was. Mm. Like I, I raised I forget how much money I raised, but it was like ten thousand dollars and just the the amount of people that that were behind me like it, it changed everything mm. in my life to, to throw it back at you so kyle spain the the basketball player like like sean said you know you're a basketball player but right that's not that's who not you are, right. right like so where are you at with the you know the state of your life trying to figure out okay who or what is Kyle Spain? Because we're all layered, yeah, right? Absolutely. We all have these different layers. And for the longest time, dude, I could only imagine since before you were a freshman, you were Kyle Spain, the basketball yep. player. That's all I knew. That's all it was. Right? That's all I did. You know, I mean, I played sports. I played other sports, but basketball was, that was the target, right? That was the focus, you know? Um, right. And uh, I was in the AAU team. You know, my parents were deaf. And so... Like they they supported us, you know, financially with the house and everything else. But as far as, you know, mentorship and, you know, what to do here and here and the type of decisions that you make, the type of people and how you're supposed to respond, you know, how hard you're supposed to work. I I didn't get all that. I was I was on my own. I was I was was on the streets at a young age. And so it was just me fending for myself. Right. And so I didn't know, you know, you know how to treat people a certain way. And I had to learn all of that on the go. And so I didn't learn, like, Kyle, you need to get your ass in the gym. And if you want to be the best that you can be, then you need to work on the skill that you have. Nobody told me that, you know. And so um, going through that fire, that whole transition, you know, it's all God's way. And this, I mean, this is a pattern, you know, as we keep on getting on this this podcast and we start to see, like, what people have gone through, what you've gone through and how you got onto the other side. It's just a a matter of, uh, for me, it's about just trying to better myself on a daily basis trying to connect with people and it's trying to be happy man because like life without happiness is a burden and and i don't like i don't want i don't like living that way i don't like having that energy you know what i'm saying like i before life hit i was an outgoing person i was happy you know people always talked about my style and then life happens you get these bills and everything starts tumbling down and then like you're in this bad mood all the time where i am like just like just like life isn't where I want it to be. It's not it. And like this, it's this, this, and that. Right. You know, like poor Kyle, right? It's this, this, and that. As to why I'm not where I want to be. I'm not in the NBA because of this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? And like, and so, yeah, yeah. Of right? And so, like that was that was my mindset. And I uh, I learned that you know when I had to go through this transition, when I had to go through the fire, and I learned that man, we're all we're all going through something. Like we're we're all we all have a we all have a battle. Go ahead. Yes, but we like to be able to kind of look at us three from the outside, like a skill that we have that is very unique and very like it's it's hard to find in the world. Is like we're passionate about improving ourselves, mm. and like if we could take that same hyper focus that we had for basketball. <laughs> And we applied that yeah. just oh. life in general. Where would we be right, right now? <laughs> exactly. Or well, right. I mean, I mean, better late than never, right? It's almost like the uh, it's yeah. almost like that movie. Yeah. Uh, what's the one with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, uh, was Step Brothers? Step Brothers. He's like, 
He's like yeah. better. He's like better. He's like we, yeah. we got it when we're forty. You know, it's just like it's like yeah. we still we still have that time. We still have <laughs> we still have that time to, to switch that and stuff. Yeah. And so so now where I'm at, you know, where I'm at in my life right now, KJ, it's just um, I'm trying to be the best person that I can be physically. Uh, I'm trying to be physically, mentally right because mental health. I'm I want I'm a mental health advocate. And that's and that because that's the world. That's life. Mental health is everything. It's the major. It's the main factor in whether we are our best selves or our worst selves, you know, and and we're all battling demons. We're all battling the enemy on a daily basis We're we're constantly getting trauma. We're we're constantly going through experiences that shape us and change our perspective. We're never staying the same. We never stay the same, which is important for all of us to communicate, to express. That's another story. But it's important for us always to, you know, to get out and to communicate, to get everything all of our chest to connect. So not only we can heal, but so our our the, our family and the people that are around us are able to understand where we're at in as far as our life and our growth. Because mm. you, you, you either get better, you never stay the same. Each day, you either get better or you get a little bit right. worse. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, our experiences right. change our perceptions on how we feel about things and our beliefs. And so it's really important for us, like I said, our family, especially our spouses, to be able to communicate and express how we're feeling so now we can, can grow and evolve together. I mean, because people, you either grow together or you grow apart. And I feel like when people get married, which is another topic, you know, as far as relationships, I feel like they lose sight of that. You know, they get stuck in this this zone of comfortability. You get kids and they're like, you're going through this and going through that. And now you guys are, you guys are, you're butting heads, but we're not talking about our feelings. Right. Or we're not, we're not trying to understand each other well, in well, the way that it. we should. Right. Yep. Go ahead. No, no, I, yeah. I was yeah. get, so getting not, excited because I, I feel yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and it's, it's important that like, even with my wife, you know, right right now, I mean, grateful we went 13 years now, but like it's, it's it never ends, right? It's, there's still a constant battle. There still right. always needs to be a level of All respect. Right. There still needs to be a level of communication, mm-hmm. uh, a level of understanding so we can actually grow. Because like I said, we're never staying, we never stay the same. We never stay the same. Yeah. Well, that, that that's, that's, that's key is to have that especially with your spouse right is having that communication because again like we were saying earlier right kevin that it's so easy to get caught up in what you have going on and get that whole poor me mindset so especially if you you know you throw marriage and kids into the relationship you or into the situation it's so much easier to uh, have all those things compile on top of you and you're looking at the other one like yo like you're not even gonna help me out over here. Like you see me struggling. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but they're struggling too. So if yeah. you open up and communicate about those things, I and again, same thing with my wife. You know, it was something that we had to work on, and it didn't. We weren't great at it at first, but once we started like realizing that, oh, we that was a successful argument, argument type of thing, or that was a successful conversation, or whatever it was. How did we do that? And you know, you started you know dissecting it a little bit, and the main thing was communicating opening up about how we feel in a a um because there's a negative way and a positive way that you can in a respectful up, right? you in can, a respectful manner right respectful manner yeah uh, absolutely uh, uh, aware um, aware of the other person's feelings because it can get out of hand sometimes and it well, does well, and it will. that's it you got you, you you deliver the message as if you were the one receiving it Right. Hey. And that was something that I had to learn, too, because I used to, you know, come out and same thing, put my hands up like, you know, hey, what the hell type of thing. But not realizing that they were going through the fire, too. So, again, you know, not just with relation with your spouse or whatever, but all relationships, like you were saying before, Kyle, 
everybody's going through something. Everybody has their side of it. As thin as a piece of paper is, it has two sides of it, right? Man. So no matter what, you have to understand that there's another perspective involved in this that has nothing to do with you. Exactly. That self-awareness, right? Because first, yeah. first off, you got to stop blaming everyone else, right? It's accountability. First, let's take responsibility and accountability right. for our actions. And at that point, and that mm-hmm. only at that point, are we able to move forward to that next step? Because at that point, you're, you're, you're stuck. You're stuck in the cage if you're still blaming everybody else for where you're at. Because the only person that can change you is you. Right. And so there's no miracle coming. You know what I'm saying? God is waiting for us on the other end. He's not. I mean, we he, he's I mean, I'm not even saying halfway. Like we only got we almost just got to meet him 20 percent and he'll do the other 80. You know, but it's a lot it's a, that to get into that 20 percent is, uh, is so difficult for a lot of people. It's because the enemies also trying to throw us off and sabotage our path on a daily basis. But uh, us having that awareness is the first factor of us trying to heal and be growth. Because that's that's the only way, like I said, is is to move forward and to and not only for yourself, but for the relationships and the, your family and friends that are around you. Right. Because if you if you can't bed yourself, exactly. you can't be a better right. person, father, husband, whatever the case may be, friend to everybody else around you if you're not continuing to try to be a better person for but yourself. But it can also start a, a, a negative cycle for, for everybody else too. You're being negative, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not being your best self, and that's rubbing off on other people. Yeah. Say, you know, that rubs off on, on your wife. Mm. She then goes to work and has a bad day, you know, at work yeah. because of her, right. her mood, which trickles on to, you know, yeah. her boss. Starts yeah. treating her different because, domino effect. you know, and, and it's just that domino effect that continues and honestly, starts making everybody else's life worse simply because you're not addressing what you have going on. It sounds so selfish at that point, right? Um, But unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize that they have a lot of work to do, that they do need to heal, that they do have trauma that they've been hanging on to for too long and and they're using it as their vantage point on how they look at things and not realizing that they got to better themselves, right? Again, having conversations, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else, you may realize that trying to be there for somebody else, you're being there for yourself in the same time or they're being there for you. But just having a conversation, even if it's not for yourself, be there for somebody else. Because if you can allow somebody else to grow and and start realizing that they have some healing to do and, and getting better that way. Again, it just it's so much better and easier than looking at the world as if everybody's against you and and you have all the problems and nobody else understands and nobody else is there to help you. Sometimes just helping other people helps you. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a cycle, right? Like you said, it's two sides though, right? I feel like it takes a it takes a certain amount of awareness as well to be able to see that somebody else needs healing. Because when we're stuck in our cycle, when we're stuck in our head of in our feelings and trying to figure out, well, how do I make myself feel better? Then we're almost we almost have blinders on, right? We're almost like, well, I can't even those horse blinders. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention to what's going on uh, around me or to somebody else that needs healing. And then now we both now we've got a double dose of negative energy in the, in the room, <laughs> exactly. right? And which which can cause uh, even more destruction. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> right. and that negative energy, like we've talked about before, is so powerful. It's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be negative versus trying to be positive when negative things are happening. So it's about it's about having that awareness. Um, what is so you just did the Taco Two Hundred, Kevin? What, was, what did you just complete most recently? 
Yeah, so the most recently was uh, the Tahoe 200, uh, which I, I tried to do last year. Uh, so kind of to set the stage, I, I, I never ran an ultra marathon before last year. And I, I thought, well, if, I, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to do 30 miles. I don't want to do 100 miles. I, I want to go for, like, the biggest thing that, that's just going to make me question what the hell I'm doing out mm-hmm. here. Uh, and that could be because I, I rode across the U.S. And it's like, okay, I get the process. You just chop away yep. little by little. And so I, I think that that and always going up to Tahoe, seeing how beautiful it is, it, it was just a – it was – like perfect fit mm. it was like this is what i'm gonna do I, i'm gonna get hyper focused on it so last year um you know I, it's one of those things where you think like when i look back on it hindsight being i thought that i could just show up based on what i've previously done before without putting in the the work <laughs> the love the dedication needed mm-hmm. And like, story of my it's life. okay to say it. Yeah. yeah story of my right? life. Story of oh, all of my life. Right. You, you think right. you're good enough. And I, I just didn't show it the, the proper respect. Yeah. So last year dropped out mile 65 and right after it, I said, I, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Yeah. And like, like the feeling of quitting. Yeah. I was just going to ask how that something was. That just, it just, it's, yeah. stuck with me like <clears throat> disgustingly stuck mm-hmm. with me to a point where i took the race bib i put it in my wallet i was like i'm going to carry this around with me and then i put the the sticker from the tahoe 200 on the back of my car and it was like every day i want you to see that you didn't finish that race mm-hmm. and you didn't finish it because you didn't give it the the proper yeah. respect and so like my, my brother at the end of the race last year he he asked me some questions and it kind of called me out and it was like a, a way that I needed, like, you know, what, what'd you do for training? Were you, were you meditating? And, um, were you, were you putting in the proper miles? Um, were you getting stuck with people in the, on the course where you should have just ran your own race? Mm. And I, and I was like, man, like so many things I, I just didn't do the way I, I should have done it. Like mm-hmm. I thought I could just come out. Uh, I ran, I rode across the U S I also rode a cr- road from Canada down to Mexico as well. Wow. And so I have these things in the back of my head, like, Oh, you've done this before. You, you you're, you're badass. No, no. <laughs> like y- y- you have to put in yeah. the time and that, that did not finish was probably the, the greatest thing to happen mm-hmm. to me because I, I came to this year so much better trained, just so much more like mentally ready. Say, so yeah. Every day, every day I, I made a habit of I'd wake up in the morning, I'd sit, I'd meditate, I'd think about the race, and I would try to clear my head, and then I'd do my run. And so I was averaging running, walking as well, about 100, 115 miles a week. Wow. And then I was finishing the night with a just sit down, clear your head again. Yeah. And so I started to do all these things and it it started to add up over time. And then I found myself at the the starting line and it was weirdest feel, weirdest feeling. I've never felt this way before. So it was the morning of the race and my wife was like, are you nervous? 
and I just I felt so incredibly yeah. calm, like incredibly calm. Like you know, before a yeah. basketball game, Kyle Sean, like you just get yeah. amped up and you're just like, I was just like so level. In our room, my wife did a great job booking a room right by the starting line. So I looked out and I looked at the starting line and I was like, yeah, like you deserve to be mm, here. Nice. And I mean, that's just me putting in that work, putting in the work, Man, putting that's in the work. Confidence comes that's from. where the confidence most, comes from. You can't from. fake it. That, yeah. The practice, yep. the training, like that's what builds yep. the confidence. Yeah. And I, I love, I right. love that you said that. And so, right. And so I was all in this year, like all in, like every fiber of me, like podcasts, watching videos, reading race uh, trip reports, seeing what other people mm -hmm. did, like everything. It was that, that basketball hyper focus, like I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to that mm -hmm. finish line. And, and so day one went great. Um, I got to mile like 50 ish and it was about nighttime. And on the way back to, so you start at Heavenly, you go out to Housewife Hill, 30 miles, you go back to Heavenly, so that's 60 miles for the day. So somewhere like in the last 10 miles of that first night, I tweaked my knee. I, I'm, I'm thinking it was because I, I hit some snow. I, I'm not 100% sure. I just remember getting back something. to the aid station. Yeah. So I got back to the aid station. And I told my wife, brother, like, Oh no, like, here we go again. Mile, mile 65. Like I'm, my knee is messed up. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go on. Mm. And they, they got me to my brother's truck and they did a great job. So my brother, grandma, my brother's wife and my wife, and then our, our kids were there and they got, they pieced me back together, put me in the back of the truck. I took an hour nap and then I, I remember just popping up and I'm like, okay, Let's go. Like, let's go. We we gotta take it. We gotta take a stab at this. Like my knee is messed up, but we're we're gonna go today. And so that second day, I I got to mile about eighty, and that's when my my knee was just yeah. done. Uh, luckily, my wife got me a kind of a ace wrap for the knee. I slapped that baby on, and. It, it was every step was painful, but I remember just sitting like at the, the top, looking out at Lake Tahoe. I'm like, this is exactly where you want yep. to be. Like you could either call it quits and you're going to deal with being somebody that quit the race again. It doesn't matter that you quit because of your knee pain, you, you quit again, or you're just going to deal with this pain and, and keep going awesome. forward. And so it, dude, it's like, it sounds so easy. It, no, it really doesn't that, though. You know, <laughs> It no, really, it yeah. really doesn't. You know, because and that's a so testament many people quit. of where you're at in life too, though. You, you know, because that 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 really right. tests who you are and how you approach things with life. Yeah. You know, I've I've heard this somebody say this before. I can't remember who it was, but how, um, it was how you do anything is how you'll do everything. And everything. and yep. th that that's a true testament to you, man. Because you know, you got to a point to where it you you had an out, you had an excuse. That it wasn't the right. same as last yes. time, you know, uh, yes. some external uh, variable came in and, and did this to me. And, you know, it, it would have been not necessarily easy, but it, it could have been easy to just just settle yes. into that and accept that and say, oh, maybe next year type of thing. But a, right. a lot I, of people do that with life. They get something, you know, something hits them in life yep. and they can say, you know, I, you know, I can 
I can push forward and make it that much harder or I can, you know, I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing. I don't want to, you know, go forward. I, I have this going on. They, they think of all those excuses and then they, they go that other direction, man. Yeah. So that, for, for you to have something like that happen, and it always has to happen at the beginning, right? You couldn't have tweaked your knee at like the last <laughs> little I was, bit too. I was having such a good race. <laughs> right. I was having such a good race. Like, there's no way I should have been doing as good yeah. as I was doing. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, everything is just coming yeah. together. Yeah. And then so that second day, and so it is extremely hot too. It's like upper 80s, which doesn't seem bad. But altitude, when you're at altitude, yeah. like eight, 9,000 feet, and you got the granite rock, it's just like a convection oven. And so I'm carrying about five liters of water, and I'm easily going through it between aid stations. So aid stations are about 15 to 20 miles yeah. apart. And so you got to carry yeah. enough water to go from one point yeah. to the next. And it's not just a straight line, right? You're going up, yeah, yeah. you're going down, you're going up. And so that second day, I also, I stepped wrong off a of granite rock. I rolled my ankle. And so I get to the, to the and it was on the oh, same yeah, side, yeah. of course, right? So I'm babying it. And so my ankle is the size of a softball now. And But I don't even feel that because my knee is in such bad pain that like everything else is just numb. And so we get to an aid station and I take off my shoe. And of course the, the ankle's swollen, <laughs> knees messed up. And it's just more and more like, Hey, you could quit. Yep, it's okay. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's teasing you. Yeah. yeah like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, come over here. The, right. The enemy, he's like, come on, come on. Just, just chill out. Kev. Come on. Come on. You... Right. Right. I, and I got lucky. So I, I made a conscious effort, like, I'm going to pair up with some people that are also running the race that have pacers out here. I'm going to tag along with them and just kind of let their momentum pull me, and I'll worry about the pain at the next aid station. And so for the next aid station, about 18 miles, I, I get to, to Village Green where I was going to take a nap, and we're coming into this aid station. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and it's dark. And I'm like, okay, this is beautiful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a nap. I'll reset. And we're, we're coming to this aid station. And of course, there's a, a wedding event going on at the aid station, and they got just jams, just beating the, the night away. And I'm like, oh my god, like here we go. Like I, I can't even catch a break at a station. <laughs> Luck, <laughs> luckily, uh, I hopped in the back of my brother's truck, and as soon as I put my head down, the music stopped. It must have been, you know, quiet hour. Um, and dude, that night I had one of the, the weirdest sleeps. Like it was like sleeps are an hour to two hours is what I'm getting each day. Uh, which sounds so crazy. Like I didn't think my body could do something like that, but when, when you're so focused on something, it, the sleep yeah. doesn't matter. Like it, you just need that, that little reset of the mind and mm -hmm. your body's good. And so that night, I remember I was just having like crazy hot, cold flashes, hot, cold flashes. And my wife said to me when I woke up, I only ate 400 calories in that last stretch. And so I don't, I don't know how I did it. It was just basically water fluid intake that I was getting. And when it's so hot, you, you yeah, can't yeah. eat. And, and like your stomach just like nothing yeah. sounds good to you. 
I'm and like so, that when I'm not even doing I, I anything. To, <laughs> so I can only imagine if I was like exerting Dude, myself. Yeah. Right. Uh, and from there, I, I went out to, to Tahoe City. Um, and at Tahoe City was a, another sleep station. And it's one of those moments where I was okay with the pain. Um, but it, it was definitely starting to, to take a toll on my body. I woke up and we got some food in me. I had some watermelon and my brother got me some water and they, my crew was amazing. Like I say this, they, they're a hundred percent the reason why I got to the end, but my brother got me some water. And then I remember my niece Rose, she's by me and then there's Kyrie. And I drink the water and I just start violently projectile vomiting. And everything just came out of my body. And like, I, it's one of those, again, one of those moments where it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, let's just, my crew got me pieced back together. I hit the trail and I, I'm amazed at, at the ability of yeah. the, the human body to just yeah. keep persevering if you just can quiet the quiet yeah, the yeah. mind down. It's, I mean, dude, because there were so many steps where the mind's just yeah. like enough, yeah, enough. I mean, we have we have we have many we have many voices in our head, and uh, you are uh, right. man. Uh, a prime example of, of perseverance and you are you've inspired me you know even more so on my journey in mm-hmm. personal development and and just reassuring and just reaffirming of what it takes to accomplish the goals and the dreams that we want to accomplish in this life and it was that passion it was that perseverance it, it was the i'm not quitting it was like okay my knees hurt but i'm still going it was that there's voice in my head which is the enemy speaking and i'm going to push through that i'm going to ignore that you know what i'm saying and i'm going to get to the other end and uh blessed to have the crew that you have but i mean even still with the crew you still made a decision in your mind I'm going to battle through this, you know, I'm going to get through right. it. And now you completed the, the Tahoe 200 and, and man, like I can only imagine how proud of you are of yourself because I'm proud of you and all the emotions Dude, that you went through to get there. I'm telling you the the joy, the, the happiness and joy that I felt crossing. Like I didn't think I was going to get emotional crossing the, the finish line. But it, as soon as I was coming down, and I saw that video, and I saw like I saw the finish line, like I was just like, I can't believe I, I like, I, hmm. like my hand was on my head, and I was just like, I, I can't believe yeah. this is happening, like, like yeah. I, I did it, yeah. like we did it, and like the younger me wouldn't be able to say that, but like the older me, I look and like, hundred percent, we did that, like my crew and me. Like we persevered and went through some yeah. shit to to get to the, to get the, to the other side. side, and so, dude. I mean, I I'm in a walking boot now. I tore part of my calf. I tore yeah. it on the third day. Yeah, I felt the pop. And but like, like every day when I would leave an aid station, it would take me about five to thirty minutes. And I have some videos of me like shuffling along where I'd be at like 
lower than one miles per hour. And then eventually it would just kind of go numb and I'd be able to get into a workable yeah. groove. <clears throat> but like, I was so happy with the, and it sounds so stupid, like, what are you doing ruining your body? But I was so happy with the pain that I was left with. It's like, yeah, like, in spite of that, yeah. we did this. Like, so, so Kevin, it's awesome that you, you, you did it and, and it was something that you, you quit before, but you came back to it and were able to complete it then. A lot of people, one, they're not even able to get started, right? You know, we were talking about having that self-realization that you want to do something or better yourself or whatever it is. Uh, a lot of people just don't even get up off the couch. Yeah, They absolutely. don't even think about what it is right. that, they, that they, they don't even have anything that they have a goal that they want to strive, uh, strive for or achieve or anything like that. So one, that's awesome that you were able to find something that you that you had in your head that you wanted to accomplish and achieve and you one you were able to go out there and, and, and recognize it two you were able to try it and then you failed right and you didn't sink into that yeah. you didn't just say well because a lot of people say hey at least i tried you know i went out there i tried it you know and uh right. you know it didn't work out for me but hey that's more than what i can say about where i was at last year or where you know more than i can say about other people type of thing you didn't you didn't allow that that was something for you that it was a not that, that's not settling settling right with me i i i, I gotta i gotta go out there uh -uh. and complete that if i do nothing else with my life i need to go out there and do that and you got to that same point and i had a question that i, I wanted to ask that i'll circle circle back on but um getting to that same point and, and then getting injured almost at, at the exact same point that you that you quit before the the mental mind yeah. fuck that that must have gone on because I, I know how many Dude. things that I've approached and yes. I have that mental like especially if it's something that I failed at and I'm like all right I'm getting back to that point I'm I'm, I'm reapproaching where I failed last time and I've said this to you Kyle before too that I would get in my head a lot before anything would even happen and because I did that that's why I would fail mm -hmm. so getting to that point. And having those inner demons, that, that, that battle going back and forth, that mental warfare, right? And then deciding to, to push on and push through that pain. And then having something else happen after that. And then having something else happen after that. Like yeah. having all these things. And then, and then getting those, uh, okay, if I can just get to this point, if I can just get to this point, I'll be okay. And then right. getting to that point and having that go to shit too. And, you know, so just having all these things hit you at, at, at times that it was probably the worst time that it could have hit you and you still pushed past it. And, and you know, obviously with the help of, of your family and close people closest to you, you were able to go further. And this is another thing that, Kyle, that we've talked about before is, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far you have to go together. Hey. That was another true testament. Oh man, that's of, perfect. That's, oh, yeah. that's a, that applies perfectly right now. It applies perfectly. That, that's it. Beautiful. So, and, but the question I wanted to circle back on, when you were getting to that 60 mile point the second time around, were you having that those thoughts of, okay, this is where I quit last time? Yeah. 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 And so like a, a month before I, I did a, a 100K, which is about 60 miles, and I, I did really good. My body, my body performed perfectly. So it's like, okay, I'm comfortable. And so 
when I do the Tahoe 200, I get to mile 60 and every, the wheels are falling off. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it was because I wasn't doing more than 60. I was able to kind of piece everything together. Now here I am at the big stage of of this event and you know you start having these thoughts like just maybe and oh my gosh a lot of us have those thoughts the questioning the doubt that's doubt so i i made enough of a cushion to to kind of take the the last well four four days a little bit slower than the first Mm. first day um but definitely it it was a, a mind game and me just telling myself you deserve to be out here it's okay that you're suffering we're going to deal with this pain this pain is just going to be around for a little bit but think about that glory if you can cross the finish line and for me like i i had this vision in my head that i wanted to show my son my daughter my niece my nephew like what we're capable of and that yeah okay uncle kevin or dad did 200 miles like what what can i do and it was cool so like my niece was really inspired by by me running the 200 mile and like it's just like yes that's exactly like what i was looking to do is just like hey i could do this you could do something great too whether it's 5k anything whatever that is for you like yeah yes 100 percent. you know what's cool too is uh one of the nights I, I fell asleep and my wife said that uh, that I was dreaming and I, I was saying to myself, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. And it was like a mantra. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Absolutely. That subconscious was just, no, nah, uh, we're fighting, we're going, let's go. Oh. Uh, I love that. Yeah, it's funny, KJ, because you were you saying you were talking to yourself and you're like, it's okay, you're going to get through this. And, you know, they say the body, they bought the body is the subconscious, you know what I'm saying? That those voices that you have in your head are the body talking to you, you know what I'm saying? And so you're really like mm-hmm. that meditation that you were having, you were telling your body like, yo, it's going to be good. We're going to get through this, you know, like just almost giving your body the confidence it needed to push, right. to push through. And <clears throat> um, I thank you so much for, for coming on here, man. And this is almost double time like double times it's like double whammy for me because i almost feel like this is a reset for me this is a turning point oh, wow oh man uh, this is a turning point for me uh a lot happened today a lot happened today but it just just having this conversation kind of reminded me i was talking to my wife you know about where am i at, where i'm at in my life because you know i haven't reached all of my goals and my dreams yet uh, I feel like, you know, basketball was stripped from me in a way, but I don't actually think that it was stripped from me. I feel like I had to go through uh, a pit stop to uh, to get to where I needed to be right now. And I was telling my wife and I was like, man, like everything's starting to come together. Essentially, you know, we still go through the mental warfares of all of life and stuff like that, especially today. But I told her a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'm about to get on this podcast with with KJ and uh he was literally like the reason why I was ex- so successful in my high school career and to read the reason why I'm at today. And I'm about to have another conversation with him as I embark on this new journey of trying to right. reestablish myself. And that story that you just told me was so inspiring that I'm going to mark this day, August 2nd, bro. 
and this will be the this will be the day, bro. And it's on my heart, you know. What I'm saying, and God is my witness, and this is literally like a turning point for me. Sorry for everybody who else is watching. I guess it was more for me than anybody else. <laughs> but uh, uh, but man, like your story was so inspiring, and I hope it inspires everyone else who listens because perseverance is is the the key. It's the factor in in all success in our lives, and and you've already experienced what it takes to get to the other side and and i'm gonna i'm gonna copy and paste that bro in, in a way that i've never copied right. and pasted it before and i appreciate you my brother can i can i tell you i i for some reason i just need to say this you're not kyle spain the basketball player <laughs> yeah. like you never were yeah like like i i dealt with that because well maybe it's because i wasn't as good as you but like at some point I understood I'm not Kevin Johnson, just the guy that plays basketball. You're, you're not Kyle Spain, the, the guy that plays basketball. Like You were good at basketball because of what was yeah. it within you. Because of Kyle Spain. <laughs> and like, you're going to be good. Once you realize that you were good because of what was in you, you could be good at whatever you and, want. And, and it's and same with Sean, man. It, you guys, dude, you guys are. Dude, man, but like, I, I and I appreciate that because I honestly believe that as well. And and where my vision is and where my head is at now is like, is I want to push my body in a way to where, you know, I'm going to do martial arts. I want to do calisthenics. I want to do tumbling. I want to be able to do backflips. I want to do this. I want to be a prime, be able to do primal movements, you know, just being able to to tackle, tackle the experiences that life has to, has to offer. And, and bro, you, you've done that, you know, did the bike riding, you did the running, you played basketball, man, you, you've literally, you know, set the tone and man, be proud of yourself because, you know, we're proud of you and I know your family's proud of you. And, and again, keep pushing, bro, like, because this is, you're literally paving the way for other people and the world needs to see that, man. And the world needs to see that because it's inspiring, it's motivating, it's encouraging and just knowing that everybody has that within them to be able to to accomplish something that you accomplish because we all get to a point where it's like damn well this is rough right like do i continue on or do i quit like you said and then at the end of the day no one no one is okay with quitting you can make all the excuses that you want to try and make it feel better in your heart and your head but it's never going to be the same as if you would have finished that goal and accomplished that gave goal. it your all yeah I, I think that's what what bothers most people and they 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 don't want to admit it because you know there's a, another side of it but you know a lot of people just aren't giving their all and and a lot of people i think are afraid to um they're right. afraid of that failure afraid of not being good enough or whatever it is stepping and out of that comfort I, I, zone stepping out of the comfort zone um you know to kind of piggyback a little bit with what you were just saying kyle um about kevin it, it, it's crazy because I think the two, I mean, the two quotes that I, I that mean the most to me lately, and I, I've, I think I've regurgitated so many times on this podcast. Uh, you, you embodied Kevin, and yeah. one of them was the, what that I just said with the, um, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And the other one mm -hmm. is, if you can't control the situation around you, control how you respond to it, and that's where your power lies. And a lot of people don't realize that they have power. And they give up on that once whatever it is hits them in a way that yeah. they don't want or they, they you know, they don't favor or doesn't uh, make them feel uncomfortable or something yeah. like that, you know. So to to hear, you know, again, things that I struggled with in the past and that I have things that I'm looking at to better myself um, now and going forward and to hear that, you know, again, somebody that meant so much to me 
at, at such a crucial time of my life of my my um my my um formidable years um to hear hear you go through those things and 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 push it through to me it's right on right on brand for kevin johnson and it to to hear you know to get back in touch with you and to hear these things at this time you know again we we've said this before kyle that you know we we don't believe in in coincidences oh absolutely not Um, absolutely not you know at at a time that we're really looking to make that change and better yeah. ourselves and things that I, I'm noticing. And then to have you come back into our lives and, and talk about this type of stuff, man. Um, see, I said, I said I was going to get emotional. But, um, I just appreciate it, bro. I, I appreciate, uh, it's I appreciate a, it's a blessing. you uh, as, as a person who you are um, meant so much to me as a kid. And it, I'm able to recognize it now, and it, it means that it just that that much more to me now. Um, so again, I, I appreciate you, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and opening up about about all this because uh, it just solidifies for me that um, what Kyle and I are doing this path that we're on is uh, is definitely the right one. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. It, when I first listened, it, real quick, when I first listened, I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll listen, Kyle and Sean, of course, and. It, and then I started listening. I was like, oh, my. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, this is music to my ears. The conversations that you guys, I mean, the conversation you guys had with Barry was just. Beautiful. Oh, man. Shout oh, out man. to Barry Taimani because like, yeah, I'm still sure. I'm, I'm yeah. still think about that conversation every day. Yeah. Yes, I, I played that. I don't know. A few times in my work, just listening in my ear, just like, man, great job. You guys continue and just like the rock that was being dripped on by the water, if you guys continue on this path, it, it, it's a matter it's of time. It's a matter of time. Hey, I love that. I love that. Oh, my goodness. It's just it's man. just a matter of time. And, man, and, and God is great, man. And like like Sean said, like I, I don't believe in coincidence, coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason. And God's timing is, is impeccable. And I believe this is one of his impeccable moments. Um, and so like, uh, like I said, I just hope that I hope and pray that you inspire, at least try and inspire, you know, the other pe- uh, people around you. Uh-oh. Oh, we, lo- uh, <laughs> uh, continue we to continue to continue it, uh, an effort just to, just to be you and just to, to continue to, to kill this thing that we call life. Right. And this dream trying to be. Uh, the most peaceful and happy as we can be. I mean, that's all we have is our memories. I say it all the time. You know, the experiences and the memories that we hold with our family and friends is all that we have to take. That's what we cherish, right? And that's why we're so able to be emotional right now because of the memories that we built, you know, X amount of years ago, you know? So that's just a a prime example of what this life is about. And so, uh, again, my brother... Uh, I thank you for coming on again and inspiring us uh, once again on a level, uh, on a level that's just going to just just take just take our lives to the next to the next stage. And uh, it's amazing. And I, I just love these type of connections and being emotional and being be having the passion oh, yeah, and being man. able to be vulnerable and connect. And because every time I get on here, I'm always learning something new. I'm always getting yeah. better for myself <laughs> and it's for the people, but I mean, it's really for, for all of us, man. Like 
Uh, this yeah. is important for everyone, you know, to get out, to release and connect and to have perspective. That's mental warfare. And that's what the release valve is all about. Release valve and mental warfare. You guys keep doing your thing, man. I'm proud of you guys. Appreciate it. Um, we're proud of you too, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, everybody uh, tuning in, uh, I hope you were able to take a quarter away from this, from what uh, I know Kyle and I were able to take away from it, and I'm sure Kevin too. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, comment like share let us know what you what you guys think let us know uh if you have any thoughts or ideas uh let us know if you want to come on and talk um but again kevin uh thank you so much for for coming on here and, and again being vulnerable enough to open up about the stuff that you've gone through um it it helped me and kyle and i i know it's going to help other people out there too so thank you again man i, I really do appreciate it uh, it, it's a journey guys it's not point a to point that's b it. just remember yeah that. yeah for sure for sure tune in All people right, tap in and connect thank you for joining